Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Providing useful information in a clear, digestible form is, is really the primary goal of, of this or any podcast series. Today, I think we have a, a great opportunity to do that as we take a closer look at certain processes available to litigants in a lawsuit. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And uh, as always, I enjoy having the opportunity to uh, look at certain legal topics and get a better understanding, uh, you know, perhaps a better overview of not only what certain terms mean, but how that topic is applied in in real practical situations. Now, today we're going to discuss uh, the topics of mediation and arbitration in lawsuits. Joining me for that discussion is Attorney Lance Ebel of Lavelle Law. Lance is an experienced trial lawyer, and I anticipate that uh, he's going to help us through this topic, as he always does when he's able to join us for one of these discussions. So let's begin. Lance, first of all, thank you for being here today. Nice to talk to you again. No problem. Good afternoon, Jim. Um, I think it's come up on our podcast in the past, whether it's been you and I or perhaps one of your colleagues, that you know perhaps less than 10% of all lawsuits ever actually get to trial. You know, from your experience, is that is that a fair statement? It is. I mean, they generally trials are few and far between for the most part, uh, especially in federal court, more likely to settle, but. Um, also, state court, they don't usually go to trial either, so it's kind of a boring job sometimes as far as getting <laughs> trials, but <laughs> but fun nonetheless when you do get the stray one. Yeah, well, and as you mentioned, settlements are, are probably the most likely outcome. Today, we're going to discuss several other methods of, of resolving legal disputes short of going to trial. Um, let's start with the first, which is uh, mediation. Tell me a little bit about that process. Well, uh, let me give you just a quick overhead on both of these uh, because they do kind of run a similar course. Mediation and and arbitration are both what's called alternative dispute resolution methods. Um, The primary difference between them is mediation generally is not binding, whereas arbitration can be binding. Um, Mediation is a little bit more informal. Arbitration is can be, in some cases, very similar to taking a case to trial. Uh, Mediation tends to occur pretty early in the process of a lawsuit, generally, although I've done it at the end. Um, And it's generally conducted either, it can be conducted by a judge, an outside party, or a lawyer, um, but it's generally a semi-formal process where the parties get together and kind of try and iron out their differences and get something done in advance of getting into the expensive part of the lawsuit. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's kind of break that down. You mentioned a few things there that I had kind of jotted down and some questions, and I want to kind of follow through on, on each of these. It, it, when we talk about, let's say, either one, mediation or uh, arbitration, is is any case eligible for these? Can you simply, or not simply, but choose this process for either, or is there only certain types of cases that might take this path? Well, on some level, I mean, every case can be mediated by the two attorneys involved. So, Uh, uh, you you know, in that sense, every case is mediation eligible. Um, uh, Similarly, I would say in federal court, 
Uh, and in some state courts, judges will conduct settlement conferences, which is also a form of mediation. Um, as far as it being specialized, there are certain cases, um, mechanics liens pops to mind in Cook County, um, that are mediation eligible. They have a mechanism set up to basically conduct that mediation. Um, so I wouldn't say it's limited to any case type, but there are certainly some case types where there's a formal mechanism set up to have a mediation conducted. And you mentioned that, and I make sure I caught this right here, that it could be a judge or a third party that handles mediation. Who, who's qualified to do that, and how does that get decided? Who handles a, a case like that? Uh, it can be a couple ways. Um, for example, in Cook County, they have an outside source where it's re generally retired judges. Um, there are certain arbitration um, associations, such as the American Arbitration Association and JAMS, <clears throat> that have um, retired judges on their panels or attorneys that specialize in a particular area of law, for example, mechanics liens. Um, that have taken certain continuing education classes and become qualified to be mediators. Um, you generally get a list of mediators, and the parties kind of decide who they want to go to to have the case mediated. And, and what's your process like? If you're going to go into mediation, you, you said it's um, you know perhaps uh, a less formal process. What do you need to prepare uh, different than or is it all the same as you would prepare for a trial in terms of materials and such? For mediation, it's dissimilar to a trial for the most part. Okay. Um, certainly, and some of this will really depend on where in the course of the process uh, the mediation takes place. But assuming that it takes place fairly early in the process, uh, generally the preparation, it's more preparing the client than it is anything the attorney does. Uh, and it's preparing the client to be willing to compromise even though they don't particularly like the lawsuit. Um, and that could be on the plaintiff or defendant side. Um, you know, you may really dislike the other person or uh, dislike their case, and that's got to be set aside at that point because you're there to try and figure out a resolution so that everybody's not, you know, so you can get some certainty is probably the best way to put it. If you go to a mediation later in the process, I've done one immediately before a trial, you tend to be, it's not like going to a trial, but you certainly have a lot more facts to deal with, and it's a little bit, it's easier and more difficult in the sense that you have more facts, but you certainly can poke holes in the other person's case. You can sometimes get a more reasonable resolution at the end because nobody wants to go to trial. Um, but it's dissimilar from trial preparation completely, I would say. Okay. And um, tell me about the outcome. In, in, in mediation, uh, we'll start there. Um, again, I believe I, I heard you say it's, it's sort of a non-binding. And if you go through the process and, and the mediator comes out with a solution, do both sides then have to accept it? Or if one rejects, you go ahead and just go back to trial like you originally planned? Generally, what will happen in a mediation is one of two things, uh, assuming you reach an agreement. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you don't reach an agreement, yes, you go right back to you know litigating. If you do okay. reach an agreement, depending on the structure of it, um, some mediations or informal settlement conferences may have you sign a document that day 
that says that you've agreed to certain basic terms and then you're going to flush out the rest in a certain amount of time. Other times you'll agree and just say, okay, we're going to get something put together by X date. So it can go either way. Most of the time you like to get at least something in writing that has kind of the bare bones terms like, you know, defendant's going to pay plaintiff X amount of dollars by this date. In exchange, plaintiff's going to release whatever they're releasing. You at least want to get that on paper so you have the the general terms and then you can craft an agreement from there. Great. We're, we're talking to Lance Ebel today. Um, we're, we're, I'm kind of firing away the questions here about alternate paths to solving legal disputes. Um, you know, I, I think it's a very interesting discussion. And so far, we've we've talked a lot about mediation as an alternative. Um, let me just sidetrack here and say that um, you know, Lance not only does a great job here on the podcast from time to time, but also prepares a number of very useful articles. You can find those at lavellelaw.com. Um, Lance often writes about procedural ma- procedural matters and uh, provides a lot of detail, just like he's doing here today. So some, some great reading if you'd like some more background on, on different topics uh, on the Lavelle Law website. <clears throat> now, Lance, let's take a few minutes now and kind of switch and talk a little bit more about arbitration. And it sounds to me like that's more structured and more formal of a process. Certainly it can be. Um, and arbitration tends to arise one of two ways. Uh, one, it's written into a con- contract between two people. Uh, you see this fairly commonly in bigger construction deals. This is probably a, a good example <clears throat> where they agree that any dispute will be arbitrated between uh, by the American Arbitration Association in conjunction with their construction industry rules or whatever the procedural guidelines for that are going to be. So that's one area. Then there are certain courts in Cook County fair amount of them actually that have arbitration as part of your court filing. In other words, if you file a case that's between ten thousand and thirty five thousand um, dollars, you're <clears throat> not in small claims anymore, but you're also not in the law division, which tends to be the the bigger dollar cases. And so those cases will go to arbitration as well. There's a distinction between the two. Generally in a contractual agreement for arbitration, that arbitration is binding, meaning that whatever the arbitrator or arbitrator's rule is going to be the case, that's it, and then you can go into court and basically just enter the arbitrator's award. There's no trial. There's no nothing else. The arbitration is the trial. In the court arbitration system, you have the opportunity to reject an award. In other words, you could go to arbitration have a finding made by the arbitrator against you, you could reject that award and still go to trial. You could also accept the award, and that would be the end of the case. Got your head spinning yet? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I said I prepared some questions, and, and as you go through these descriptions, it sort of eliminates some of the things that I was curious about. So you're, you're certainly giving me all the information I'm, I'm looking for. Do you feel, as you look at this, when you compare to the work that needs to go into a trial, and you've described the process for, for both now, when you deal with your clients, do you ever see any particular advantages of arbitration over a trial? Um, arbitration tends to be two beneficial ways generally. Number one, well, potentially three. Number one, it tends to be more cost-effective because the discovery process in arbitration is more streamlined. So you 
tend to not have the same amount of issues you have in court with that, which can reduce cost. Um, you don't normally do depositions. There's not a lot of the same things you have in preparing for trial. That's a benefit. can also be a drawback. Mm-hmm. The second benefit of arbitration is speed. Um, with certain dollar amounts um, in the American Arbitration Association, they fast-track it, which means you have to have a hearing in a set amount of days, which is generally like three over and done in three months. Um, and even in the bigger cases, it tends to go more quickly. Similarly, in the circuit court arbitration system, they try and fast-track those cases as well, so you can get the arbitration quicker. So speed, less discovery. The other advantage sometimes you run into with arbitration is, particularly with the American Arbitration Association, you generally pick your arbitrators, meaning you're picking from a pool of generally lawyers, possibly retired judges, that have very specialized knowledge. In other words, if you have a mechanics lien case, which can be very specialized, you're going to have a panel of people that deal in mechanics lien law all the time. So they're very knowledgeable about that narrow topic. Um, Not to slight any judge I've ever been in front of, but judges handle a lot of different matters. So they may not be as well-versed in the nuances of a particular area of law as an attorney that's been doing it for 30 years. So you do have that, which can be an advantage as well. Well, um, one of the advantages we've had today is the opportunity to uh, kind of spend some time here with Lance. Unfortunately, uh, time has expired for us. I'm going to say thanks to Lance and let him go and uh, get back to his routine. Um, Certainly want to thank all of you for being with us as well. Great conversation today, plenty of information. So uh, I hope you have enjoyed it and found it informative. Um, If so, you know you can find more than 200 of our past episodes uh, either at lavellelaw.com or here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, or you can just download them directly from iTunes as well. Uh, plenty of great content. So set some time aside, search for the ones that uh, cover topics of interest to you. And, of course, we'll be back each week with a fresh discussion as well. So thanks for being here. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.